Hey guys, and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you for joining us for what is now episode nine of our Road to 2023 series. And we're going to jump straight into this episode with a recap of Tierra's week. My week? Just my week, not your week as well? (laughs) Well, we're going to start with your week. All right. Well, we will be covering both of our weeks, but this past week, it was a good week. And I feel like everything right now for us in life has kind of just fallen into place. You know, we're past two months post-show, we can confidently say we are fully recovered by now, and we're just in a solid groove of doing our thing day in day out and you know with training with our client work with our social media posting everything is just on a routine and I freaking love it and life is just good and it's pretty damn smooth sailing so overall I just I feel really healthy and I feel really strong and I feel really energetic and in terms of health those little things that I guess kind of fall off when you are in prep and they kind of dwindle away and then you really only start to notice them once they start to come back like your hair growing at a faster rate or your hair just feeling smoother or like just your skin and all these little things so I'm feeling good right now and definitely in terms of training I just feel so focused during my workouts and ever since I turned off my Instagram notifications that has just been a game changer for me because I've definitely gone through different phases in my training and being on my phone. There are points in my training over these past few years where I would strictly just have my phone for music and I wouldn't actually track my training on my phone. I would actually write all of my training down in a logbook. And I did that for, what Jack, like maybe two to three years. Mm. I kept, they're actually sitting right next to us. I actually kept a lot of little books where I would write down all of my workouts and my sets and my reps and my weight and that really helped me stay focused. But now we track them in our training template so that it can do all the math for us and everything like that. And it's a lot easier to compare workout to workout rather than flipping back between sheets. Mm. But I've definitely gone through different phases, but I've certainly noticed at least over the past couple months in that just being on my phone at the gym and particularly on Instagram, it is a huge distraction for me personally. And some people, it's not a distraction for them at all. You know, they can do something while they're in the middle of their sets, but I'm personally finding that it's just drawing away from my focus of training. And I feel like, especially being an online coach and a content creator, I'm on my phone all day, every day. I always feel like I'm on my phone. And when I'm in the gym, I go there to train. It's kind of like I'm going to work. I've got a job to do and I want to do it well. So what I've done recently is I've turned off my Instagram notifications so that my phone's not always going ping, ping, ping between my sets and my screen's not always lighting up. And I literally only ever have two screens open, which is my training template so I can log my reps and my weights and I have Spotify open so that I can listen to some music. And I will post things maybe intermittently on Instagram, or I'll just record videos on my phone and then post them when I get home or take photos or whatever it may be. But it's just been really nice to be able to separate my training from my work and not have that element of distraction while I'm in the gym. And I'm just really noticing that it's really helping me get in the zone be really focused and it's translating into better training performance too. And I'm hella more efficient 
as well because I do full body training five days a week. And the way that I've actually set my program out, it's very easy for me to be able to superset different movements without compromising my performance in that movement. So for example, I can superset my shoulder press with some calf raises, or I could superset a hip thrust with an ab crunch, something of that sort. And if I'm not on Instagram between my sets, I'm more likely to walk over to that machine and just get it done. And I'm finding I'm so much more efficient. Performance is really good. And yeah, it's just been a game changer for me. And I'm like, how did I not realize that I could turn off notifications earlier? <laughs> so yeah, what do you think about that, Jack? Yeah, I, I think it works well for you, but I definitely go on Instagram and mm. I even use my workout as a means of posting more on Instagram mm. and to produce more content. And I find that it helps me rest adequately in between sets. So I definitely don't think it draws away from my workout by any means. Like I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. How, if anything, I would probably be try and rush my workout through more if I didn't go on Instagram and that would probably impair my workout. Yeah. So we're kind of at opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I can definitely see it from both sides. And obviously I used to be in that boat as well. And of course, if you need to rest for a few minutes between a really heavy compound set, then you can go on Instagram and with our line of work, I guess it could be seen as being efficient, right? Like responding to comments, posting things, all mm. that jazz. And I've been there before, but I guess it's just my line of training right now and my line of thought it's just personally helping me but it's it's been really nice and yeah training performance is going really well right now i'm especially noticing that i'm able to literally push harder and push more weight my performance is going up in a lot of my pushing movements namely my shoulder press so that's like dumbbell shoulder press uh seated barbell ohp even the shoulder press machine and I think that's really because I'm putting a hell of a lot more emphasis on my triceps. So that's translating into greater performance in my pushing movements where I'm directly trying to target my deltoids, but obviously your triceps are your main assisting mover in that movement. And I'm primarily trying to target my triceps because as I identified from my most recent competition season, my triceps are significantly lacking. And if I want to be competitive on stage, I need to grow myself some gnarly arms. So that is what I am intending to do. And I'm loving it. I'm, I'm loving training my triceps and I just want to be able to get- Is there off. anything you don't like to train? No, <laughs> that's why I love coaching myself because I'm fully in control and I just do what I want. Uh, but I just want to get on stage in 2023 and be able to do a gnarly tricep flex and be like, whoa, like just the separation between what the heads and the deltoids in fitness. <laughs> Can, oh gosh, if, if we think that the standard's high now in 2021, imagine season B 2023. Mm, especially when international travel opens up and... People have been holding off that and yeah, even when we go to the US for 2023, it's going to be phenomenal, like competing at the, I don't know if you have to qualify, qualify for like the INBA Olympia. I don't think mm -hmm. you do. I think it's just a standalone show, uh, but WMBF Worlds as well. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of competition. Yeah, but hell, you and I are working day in, day out to be part of that competition as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty good in that book, but 
Other than that, I guess little things just happened this week. We got all of our Nelson photos back, which was pretty freaking awesome. So we did those photo shoots like over two months ago now, and we did order a lot of pictures, but that's because we're intending for these photos to last us like the next two and a half years before mm. we do another photo shoot. Or we've even spoken about potentially doing like an off-season photo shoot at some point. Yeah, I think it's, uh, given that we're content creators, it's, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, that would be really cool. And I think a lot of people really dig off-season shoots, especially like lifestyle clients and stuff like that, because not everyone aspires to look comp lean, mm, you know? Yeah. Sometimes they want Jack Radford Smith who looks really good in a t-shirt, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, but all those Nelson photos, man, they just, they look sensational. I'm, I'm so happy with them. And it was really cool because we we're finally able to update our website with all of these brand new photos. So if you guys want to go check out www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com or click the link in the show notes below, you can see some of our brand new photos from the Nelson shoots, which are pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Some of those photos are just incredible. Like it's uh, amazing the what he was able to capture and the editing that he was able to do as well. Nelson is an absolute wizard with a camera. He's honestly, he's what, Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> he's Gandalf with the Panasonic. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Is he Gandalf the white or Gandalf the gray there? He is Gandalf the white plus the gray combined. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes, he has the ultimate staff. That's cool. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, but guys, that's just a reminder that if you are going to go through an entire competition season, book in a photo shoot. Like I couldn't recommend that enough to true, like stage photos are awesome. Going through the journey is awesome, but stage photos are very hit and miss, but mm. like that, if you employ a photographer, his goal that day or her goal that day is to take photos of you and you alone. So yeah. 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 And especially in bodybuilding, like actually being able to capture pictures in your element at the gym doing exercises there's nothing quite like it so highly recommend that people if you're going to go through months and months of dieting pay that few extra hundred dollars and book in a really top quality photographer so you can really capture that and have some just epic images that you'll be proud of for the rest of your life mm, yeah and if you're a health and fitness professional or you work for yourself then you can claim those back on tax mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever the proper terminology is there. Yeah. <laughs> Small businesses, men claim everything back on tax, claim the dogs back on tax. <laughs> <laughs> they do a bit of guarding. Yeah, they do. And you know, they, they entice people toward the business, right? <laughs> you guys have probably heard them bark in the background a few times, I'm mm. sure. But yeah, I'm just so happy that we were able to update the website with new pictures and we've got nice photos to keep posting, sprinkling through social media. I just want to upload them like all at once, but I'm like, okay, these have to last me for the next two years. Calm down. <laughs> uh, but it was good because boy, we made our website two years ago now. So it was nice mm. to finally update it with photos that aren't us from 2018. Yeah. <laughs> we just look more professional now let's just say that we do but it's a sign that our business has grown and we've developed as people and you know we're just we're more professional now mm. it's fantastic yeah. yeah really proud of us hey guys just a reminder that we post regular content on our instagram and youtube channel you can find those platforms by searching the bodybuilding dietitians see you there yeah, that was good. Um, but other than that, just a sweet week. Pretty much just ticking along with training, ticking along with nutrition. 
in terms of body composition, sitting around 62 kilograms right now, nutrition staying the same. I just find like I can just kind of coast out on a certain amount of calories for a good amount of time. You know, I plateaued earlier around that like 61, 61.3 kilograms earlier when I was on like 350 carb around 175 to 200 protein and 40 grams of fat. And now I'm hitting 375 carb again, between 175 to 200 grams of protein and around 40 to 45 grams of fat. And now I'm just sitting around like the 62s Mm. and I'll probably be able to coast out with these same macros for a good while until I'll up it to 400 carb. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, things are good right now, but That's that's pretty much all for me, Jack. How was your past week? My week was good as well. And probably the theme of this past week, obviously last week I gave quite a significant update in regards to my uh, diet and how I was trying to optimize it a bit more for testosterone. And I've actually made a YouTube video covering that in a lot more depth and basically encompassing all the tips that I have to naturally maximize your testosterone production. So that'll probably be out on Wednesday. So definitely head over to our YouTube, subscribe. And uh, uh, if you want to watch that, then it's relevant for girls and guys as well, because it's, I would say it's, it's hormone health in general is the first seg- section. And then the second section is more specifically what I'm doing for testosterone. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of you guys will find it quite interesting. So yeah, that's, it's been a diff, hasn't been difficult whatsoever, actually adjusting to that lower fiber intake. It was just that initial period where I had to like do the deep dive on my fitness pal and kind of investigate, okay, how am I going to reduce this? What food sources am I going to have to change? And to be honest, like uh, I've intentionally kept my diet very consistent and quite repetitive in order to make it just a bit easier to adhere to and to avoid confusion. And I will incorporate more variety as the weeks go on, but I think it's important to just get since I had that very significant change of a lot of things at once, I'm just tr- keeping things quite consistent and mm-hmm. it's taking the guesswork out of things day to day, which is nice. And I'm just curious because you did drop fiber from around 100 grams per day down to around 60 grams mm. per day. Did you notice any difference in your satiation after your meals or are you feeling hungrier at all between meals? Interestingly, not really. And I think that just comes down to potentially a little bit eye-opening that a a certain amount of fiber is good, but potentially more doesn't equal better in terms of satiation because Mm -hmm. I'm still obviously getting 60 grams per day, which is double what the recommended amount is. Mm. And I shouldn't say it's not double the maximum. It's just double what is recommended and double what a lot of like the average person consumes as well. So... Yeah, I, I haven't changed. Nothing has changed really for satiation. I still have that probably 15 to 20 minute period or maybe even less now after a meal where I'm like, oh, I could continue eating. Uh, that was tasty. And after that, though, like the satiation kicks in big time and I'm usually actually very satiated up until my next meal. So it's uh, the hunger is definitely well and truly at bay. The food focus is well and truly normalized as well and yeah things are just going very well in the nutrition department at the moment Mm -hmm. i'm so happy for you and i'm so happy that it's been a very smooth and easy adjustment for you yeah yeah something that is interesting and it aligns with what you said about your body weight habits how it'll you'll make an adjustment and it will continue on for 
considerable while. And mm. if any of the longer term listeners will know from the previous off season that like I'm, I was, or maybe I still am very, very adaptive when it comes to carbohydrate intake. And I got up to close to 5,000 calories a day, like on 700 plus grams of carbs a day. Mm-hmm. And funny little story there. So Jack was like at the peak of his off season when I was like at the peak of my very first Mm. IFBB prep and I'd be in bed at night like after I'd only just consumed 1,500 calories across the whole day and then Jack would (laughs) be like I think I'm gonna lose weight tomorrow and then he'd go into (laughs) no it was it was fact it wasn't wasn't I'm going to lose (laughs) weight tomorrow so I'd just be laying in bed and I'd just hear (laughs) the fridge open and I'd see this light come on from because our bedroom's right next to the kitchen and I'd hear the fridge open. We even have a door leading from our bedroom into the kitchen. (laughs) We live in a really funky little house but we purposely like put a dresser against that door in our bedroom and then the fridge. No sleepwalking. No no you have to go around the corridor. (laughs) Anyway Jack would be in the kitchen before we go to bed because he was going to lose weight and that's when you were getting months the hot cross buns and Jack would pull mm. out like two or three hot cross buns and then I'd hear the microwave ding and then chuck some honey on there, some oh. bit of Nutella. And I'm like, that's probably my daily caloric intake, if not more, that you're just like <laughs> feasting on right now. And the house would just smell like hot cross buns and I'm just like oh god like i'm just trying to fall asleep while like my stomach is completely empty right now but hell you know the things you do in prep (laughs) yeah i mean it'll be interesting of like now that because i wasn't coached then now Mm -hmm. that i do have a coach like i i won't be doing that stuff even though even if i feel like i might need to Mm -hmm. uh, i think i'll just let the numbers do the talking because like i would i still step on the scale every night before i go to bed and i'm sure many other people do that as well Mm -hmm. um Oh, um, you raise your eyebrows, but I know for a fact that a lot of people do that. Um, I just know that it would bother me. Like I just, I only weigh myself at one point of the day and that's first thing when I wake mm. up after I pee because any other number, it's kind of just, it's too random. I, it's not very comparable for me. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's not really that random for me though, because like I eat the same thing every day and you in terms of macronutrients yeah and i drink a similar amount do the same thing so i pretty much on average lose like 1.5 to 1.7 kilos every night mm. and it just like i don't need to i can predict what i'm going to weigh in the morning but i guess it's it's an ingrained habit now which may or may not be the healthiest thing but that's... did you find in prep did it bother you at all this is just a question but mm. In prep, for example, you know, it's normal to get quite hung up on your scale weight and Mm. you think like, oh, am I going to wake up to a new low in the morning? Mm. Would you ever step on the scale at night and then like see that it potentially was a higher number that was higher than 1.5 kilograms you were going to lose overnight? And then you go to bed with that thought and then Mm. that could potentially impact your sleep and impact just your train of thought before sleeping. No, short answer. And the reason why is because... I the the scale isn't everything and I'll I'll admit that because I it, if anything it's a bit redundant that I do step on it it's like I said it's more of a habit now mm. and I could always tell and I can tell now of, of like how much I'm going to weigh and it's purely based on feeling like I could weigh myself uh, and I could be two and a half kilos heavier in prep than what I thought I might be and then I end up pissing the whole night getting mm. up like three times losing all that water weight. 
and then waking up to a new low in the morning. And I could predict that again, just because you know that feeling in prep where you go to bed and you're like, okay, I'm going to wake up to a new low. It's yeah, just- and it's exciting. But like, I'm like, I want to know in the morning. <laughs> like, There's yeah. that little sense of hope. You're like, mm. ooh, tomorrow is it the day I'm going to break through the 59s or yeah. whatever it may be. <laughs> And then there'll be days where it's the opposite, where I might step on that scale in the evening and it, I'll, I'll be like what I'm predicted to weigh in the morning. So I'm like, am I going to get a kilo new low in the morning? And then you don't end up using the bathroom during the night and yeah. then you, you weigh the same. So there's little things like that where, I mean, <laughs> it's like the, it's do what I say, not what I do. Mm. Is that right? Like I would, I don't recommend people to weigh themselves at night mm. uh, for that reason. It's just, it doesn't really mean much. Yeah. But the body I, will do what it's going to do. I really appreciate your honesty and that yeah. you tell well, we people all, that you do. We both do things that we, in, in retrospect, we probably wouldn't have definitely looking back on our past selves. We've done things and even things we do now, which again, might not be optimal, but they're probably not harming anything. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I eat a buttload of fiber and I don't Actually, I got a good example does. for you. Ooh, what? <laughs> Well, we went, we did, we did a home workout once and we needed to go shopping first Mm -hmm. and you drank your caffeine before going shopping and then we (laughs) needed to come back and unload the groceries and then train and warm up. And for some reason you're having your pre-workout caffeine before shopping. I think because I had it, what? An hour and 45 minutes before rather than an hour. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'm just saying. I I know. You you like to stick to your routine and that's, yeah. yeah. These little things, right? But I could say the same for you. You're the kind of guy. Oh, here, here you're comes. the kind of guy who <laughs> weigh out every single thing to the gram. Comp prep, op season, it doesn't matter. I've seen this man throw chia seeds out the window. You know, like one extra gram of chia seeds. The chia seeds plural. That could be two chia seeds. But and we're talking about things that are like so a grain like, of sand. You yeah. know, so Jack's trying to weigh out ten grams, but he weighs out eleven. I'll see him scoop out a gram and chuck it out the window. But then he weighs himself at night and he's like oh, i'm gonna lose weight and then he eats three hot cross buns on the fly and doesn't track it so <laughs> yeah, we we have our strengths and our flaws but at least we can call each other out <laughs> yeah i don't know what to say to that like it's <laughs> i i know the dogs get to eat some chia seeds sometimes yeah well i mean <laughs> i i put it back in the packet at least now mm-hmm. like oh we we have a window which the dogs kind of they know that some things are going to go out there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like the top of a carrot. <laughs> yeah. But dude, Boston, Boston, is, Boston is our younger dog. And he even knows like as soon as Tierra's finished her ice cream, there'll be some ice cubes left over. He'll hear that rattle of the ice cubes and, and he'll sprint down the stairs and then wait for Tierra to throw them off the, <laughs> off the railing. So, they're really smart. They're yeah, they really are. smart. They're the border collies are the smartest dog. Yes, apparently. they are. Highly recommend them. Yeah. Anyway, I think we totally got off track there. But you got a blood test this week, and yeah. you're doing a well, YouTube video. I didn't even get to say this about my nutrition, but basically, I basically been on the same macros uh, since finishing prep, and mm. that was something I wanted to raise. Is that? Hey guys, just a reminder that we don't just coach physique athletes, but we do coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. Therefore, if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, you can always head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com or alternatively, click the link in the show notes below. I'm actually quite surprised because usually like I would I would say on the mac- same macros for maybe 
I would say even two to three weeks tops mm. and I would then have to bump up again. But it's been what, like 10 weeks now and I've been on the same macros. Mm-hmm. Like granted, I have reduced my fiber, which reduces the thermic effect of food. I've changed my food sources. I'm having more f- dietary fat than I ever have before at this body weight, uh, more protein. So maybe that's playing into it. And especially since reducing my fiber, like we know that wholemeal products, they have more dietary fat in them and they have more protein. So now I'm having d- more direct sources of fat and protein. Mm-hmm. So that that could play a role in things. And, and just reducing that thermic effect of food. Yeah. Even though totally. we don't know what degree And I could be absorption, is. absorbing more nutrients from yeah. it as well. So it's probably, it's definitely a combination of factors. It's just quite interesting because like my weight is steadily going up. Like mm-hmm. I've... I've gained, well, I'm, I was around 80, I was 81.6 kilos this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, I've been increasing at around 0.3 kilos every week. But wait, what are your carbohydrates right now? They're 400 on a rest day, 500 on a upper day and 550 on a leg day. Yeah. So it's still a decent amount of food. Yeah. But, it's, it's by no means a small amount. But what's an amount of food that you would be really happy with eating? Like, are, are you at a point right now where you're really happy with this amount of carbohydrates or are you still like, oh, like I wouldn't mind a little bit more? Mm. I'm quite happy. Like it's more the, it's, it's kind of more that thing where like, it's hard to describe, but mm. no, it's almost I'm, like a macho thing where you're like, oh, I, I get to eat more carbohydrates. Oh yeah. Like, and yeah, you and I have both been there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm not, I'm not. And I sort of see more food as an indicator that it's being used Mm -hmm. productively as well. Like if I gain 10 kilos on this amount of food, then to me, that doesn't really make that much sense. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's like, I find that, yeah, that's just my sort of bro statement for the day. (laughs) No, I'm I'm the exact same. It's kind of like if you get absolutely shredded and lean for a bodybuilding competition, I think personally you have a right to wear that as a badge of honor Mm. because it's really freaking tough to do. And same kind of like, it is a little bit of an ego thing. It's like, yeah, Mm. I can eat 600 grams of carbs a day as a female and won't gain any weight or I can maintain Mm. my weight. But then it does come back in reverse and can hit you because I've, I'll fully admit I've been in that position before where I'm like, I need 450 grams of carbs a day. Woohoo. Mm. But then metabolic adaptation kicks in and I've got to really dig on 150 grams per yeah. day. So both ends of the spectrum there. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's important to remember that I'm still only like 81 and a half kilos. And I reckon there is going to be a point like I, I'm going to bring this up in, in a few months time or half a year's time when like I'm, I'm struggling to gain weight and mm-hmm. we're doing all these bumps up in food and it's nothing's working. And that's when I'm going to probably, I, I think like next bump up, I'm going to probably skyrocket to quite a decent amount of carbs. Like I, I kind of just know my body's going to do that at around like 85, 86 kilos. Cause that's what it happened previously. Yeah. Because you're yeah. pushing past your body's like comfortable set point. Yeah. If you say, you know, mm. you're pushing in not necessarily new territory for you, but more uncomfortable territory where your body's kind of like, Ugh, yeah. like this is a little bit heavy, man. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So yes, as you mentioned, I got a blood test on Wednesday mm-hmm. and that kind of links into the YouTube video I made about that blood test and what's happened to my testosterone. So that is quite a hard word to say testosterone a lot of times quite quickly um, mm. by the way and especially if you say like test the test 
test the testosterone. <laughs> um, it does. It's a bit of a tongue twister. But yeah, I, I'm not going to go through the answers on right now because obviously I want you to watch the video. Mm-hmm. It's one of those videos as well where you can leave it on audio if you want to uh, because it's mainly a decent amount of talking. Uh, so yeah. Uh, it was some interesting results. I also got uh, my vitamin D tested and a few other important ones for maximizing hormone production. And I kind of break it all down in that video. And then I kind of give some recommendations, as I said, mm-hmm. about what I'm going to do to make it even better. Yeah, well, I'm excited. And I'm glad you got to put your test to the test. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now you know the results from those tests. Yeah. And the intention when we went to the doctor together and the pathology lab was I was going to get some blood tests done as well. Mm. But rightfully so, the doctor kind of turned me no. down. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, I get where she's coming from, right? Like these things are covered under Medicare, so we don't mm. pay for them. And also I have had two blood tests this past year yeah. as well. And my last blood test, I wasn't deficient in anything, mm. you know, and that was only like just over two months ago now. Yeah. So we good actually, for her, you know, turning me down, yeah. like me just being like, hey, can I get this test for free when I don't, it's purely just out of curiosity. Like mm. obviously there needs to be a pathological reason to yeah. do so. So good It'll for her. It would be quite neat if we, I'm not sure if MediChecks are in Australia, but mm. have you heard of MediChecks? Yeah, from Josh Bridgman. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool if, they wanted to um, help us out and mm-hmm. maybe sponsor the podcast or something. But. Yeah. So we just get tests on like every single month and just track everything. Yeah. I mean, it, realistically, that is unnecessary. Every, like things aren't going to change in that acute time yeah. frame. But like I'm going to be getting my mind tested again in three months. Mm. And I think that's a really good amount of time. But uh, she told me that I should just get mine tested once a year. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's fair. For the, yeah. For the average person, like that's kind of all you need. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So good for her turning me down because really it would have just been out of curiosity to be like, woo, mm. things are still in range because yeah. I'm still eating my kangaroo and getting <laughs> some sunlight. So, yeah. Great. Well, only thing left to mention for me is just training and that's been plugging along nicely. Uh, to sum that up, like I've just been honestly, there's been quite a few new movements and I've just been wrapping my head and my form around a lot of those new movements, getting comfortable at uh, taking those to a close proximity to failure whilst maintaining the execution that's required, especially the slower eccentrics and I'm utilizing some pauses as well. Mm. And yeah, so that basically summed up my past week. Some some sessions are better than others, like my my quad focus day and my push days are, are decent because I'm I'm especially the quads on things like the leg press and the hack, I'm I'm very accomplished at those movements, but especially the back ones where I I thought I was okay. Uh, but given that a lot of these are new movements, I'm just trying to completely execute everything 100% before I then take them to a close proximity to failure. We know that the closer you get to failure, that when is some form breakdown is more likely to occur. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm just uh, keeping everything in check. Yeah, but it's only been two weeks. And even mm. from the progress photos that we took today, yeah. post-workout, I'm already seeing changes in yeah. your back. It just looks fuller. It's... Mm. It looks great. Thank you. Yeah. Two weeks in, another Quite two happy. years. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So that's uh, pretty much it for me for training. I'll probably give a greater breakdown next week. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll finish on something that we want to improve on. 
okay, well, this week I want to prove that I am no longer in a low energy available state. (laughs) And I just need to do those little things, you know, those little things that you kind of just put on the back burner sometimes. But now I literally have no excuse. You know, like when you're in prep, you might unpack something and then that cardboard box sits in the (laughs) corner of the house for three months. It's like, why didn't someone just take this to the recycling bin? And Mm. you look at it every day and you're like, Eh, maybe later. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, no excuses now. So we've got a few little things to do. Yeah. One, when we were in prep, we did lock ourselves out of our own gate. Because, you know, like padlocks, mm. like how you can unlock them. And then if you twist the code um, while it's unlocked, it like totally flips up. Anyway, we locked ourselves out of our own gate. So we don't have, well, if anyone has bolt cutters, feel free to uh, let us borrow them. But we, at the moment, we only have like a metal saw. So like we have to literally <laughs> saw through the 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 lock (laughs) so we have the strength and we have the energy now though so you and i need to go down to the gate and we need to saw off that lock i need to put more lubrication in our new little treadmill because this treadmill it says you have to apply lubrication to the belt it says every 50 kilometers or every three months Mm. so i'm like the way that i interpret that is that it only it assumes that people are going to buy a treadmill and it's going to take them three months to walk 50 kilometers. Yeah. I like, think we've already done that and it's been three weeks. I don't even think, I think it's been less than two weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what the heck? Like, you know, you go for a half an hour walk. That's around three kilometers, right? Mm. So yeah. Anyway, that and ultimately that's it. But we did get a new microwave. Yes, we did. <laughs> because so we, that's what I want to improve on is not... Well, collectively not breaking this new microwave. It hasn't really been our fault. We just, we probably use the microwave for like an hour every day. And sometimes we use it back to back. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't say you can't do that. So <laughs> it's not, it's not like it's our fault or anything. It literally gets cooked. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, when you're trying to make like a huge liter of oats and then you're trying to make a huge liter of a protein cake and all these other little things in between. Yeah. It, um probably just blows a fuse or something but yeah Mm. this is like our third microwave this year yeah okay hopefully this one lasts Mm -hmm. i hope so too cool well thank you very much for listening guys and as per usual if you enjoyed this one you can repost it onto your instagram tag myself tag tiara tag tbd and we'll see you guys for the q a later this week